0: Well, good morning and welcome to Better Life Church. We want to say thank you so much for every one of you tuned in, uh, literally all over the country. Thank you so much uh, for your prayer and support. And um, I know if you're local here in our region area, um, you know at this time that we were going through some things as a church that we've been facing and walking through and dealing with. And I just want you to know that I'm gonna be doing an update on that at the end of this service. So hang tight, tune in, because I know you may have some questions. I just wanna do an update and share some things with you. And so really what I wanna share with you today is when things come into your life, there's trials or there's situations and things that happen, where do you find your hope? Like where's hope for tomorrow? You know, the Bible says, and Jesus clearly said, in this world, we will have trouble. And it's in those moments, He says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so my, my question to you today is, where do you find that hope? Where, where do you find that, that, that deep down in your gut that you overcome every situation that may come into your life, or that you overcome the world? And so what I like to do, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go with me to 1 Peter, and in 1 Peter, I'm going to walk you through some verses that I just want to share with you that, that you can find some hope, that you can find hope in this world that we live in. Yes, we live in a broken world. Yes, we live in a fallen world. And when things happen all the way around us and, and the world begins to cave in all the way around us, where do you find your hope? Where do you, where do you, who do you lean on in those times? And so today, I just want to encourage us as we continue to walk out life, as we walk out different things that, that come our way, where is our hope truly rooted in and where is our hope truly found? Now, in 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter begins to share with us, starting in verse two here, he shares with us some reason why we can have hope. And I just wanna read this verse to you and then I wanna, I wanna make a point here. In verse two, it says, God the Father knew you. Think about that. He knew you. And He chose you long time ago. He knew you for you were been born. And His Spirit has made you holy. His Spirit is the one that sets you apart. As a result of this, you have obeyed Him and, and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. Here's the first point that I wanna make to you today, where we can find hope, that our hope is found in Him. And this is what's so good, that God chose you before you chose him. Is that not amazing? God picked you. He chose you. He chose what generation that you would be born into. He chose the family that you would be born into. He chose the skin color that you'd be born into. He chose the nation that you would be born into. He chose you before you chose him. He knew everything about you. In fact, the Bible says he formed you and fashioned you in your mother's womb. He knew everything, if you, have blue, you know, blue eyes or green eyes or blonde hair or brown hair. He knew every single thing about you. And one of the things is that should encourage us that we find hope is that this, He knows you. He knows me. He knows everything about you and He picked you and He chose you. Now, when I responded to the gospel at that moment, He saved me and he adopted me into his family, and I became part of the family of God. And the highest honor that you could ever receive in your life is that God chose me to spend eternity with him. Is that not amazing? And I know no matter what happens in our life, no matter what situations we may face, maybe you're facing things at work, maybe you're facing things at home, maybe you're facing things in your marriage, Maybe you're facing things in your finances, maybe right now and, and trying to figure out homeschool and, and your kids are at, you know, at home and you're still trying to work remotely. The greatest thing that we can know in the midst of all that gives us hope is that He chose you and He chose me to spend eternity with Him. And no matter what happens in this life, that, my friends, should give you hope. I know it brings me hope knowing that God knew me knew everything about me. He knew every situation I would face. He knew knew, knew everything that I would walk through in my life with my family. He knows everything about me and he still picked me and he still chose me. Folks, there's a great place for you to find hope knowing that he picked you. Here's a second place that we can find hope for tomorrow and that's this, that God will always treat you and me with mercy. God always treats us with mercy. He always would treat you with mercy. Look at what he says in verse three. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great, don't miss this, mercy that we have been born again, that we have been saved because God raised Jesus from the dead. Folks, that is grace. And the more you understand grace, the more you are going to be amazed by it. Because grace is completely undeserved. We don't deserve it. It's something you can't earn. You can't work your way for grace. You can't have enough church attendance for grace. Remember in Sunday school when you would put the stars up on, on the felt board? y'all. Some of y'all remember that, right? And you thought, hey, if I had perfect attendance and you got that little Sunday school pen, like, listen, it's not about going to church. It's not about how much you give. It's not about how much you serve. It is God's grace. I love what, what Paul writes in, in Titus 3. It says, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we've done, not because of good things we've done, but because of His mercy. And this is very, 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 very important for you. Because this means that this, when I blow it and I mess up or make mistakes, or when you blow it and when you mess up or make mistakes, God doesn't get mad at you, He treats you with mercy. God's not out to get even with you. He's not saying, "Hey, I remember you know uh, that thing you did in sixth grade, and you went to Sarah's hair, and you actually cut some of her hair off." Like, he's like saying, "I'm not going to get mad at you uh, for, for for what it did. I'm not trying to get even with you." He's not saying, "I'm going to mess your life up because of something." You know, God doesn't act. God acts towards us always in mercy and grace. Why? Because if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you've been adopted into the family of God. And because of that, the Bible says right here that his blood of salvation of Christ Jesus, he accepted you into the family. And knowing that God always works in my life with mercy and grace, folks, that brings me hope. That gives me hope for tomorrow, it gives me hope for my future, knowing that God always responds to me with grace and with mercy. Here's a third reason that we can have hope for tomorrow, and this is the big one, is that God has secured your future. Ever thought about that? Like God has secured your future. Now I'm speaking to those of you who've put your faith and trust in Jesus. Like he's your rock, he's your refuge, he's your redeemer, he's the one you cling to. He has secured your future. In fact, God has guaranteed and secured my eternal destiny, and every single person put their faith and trust in Jesus, and nothing is going to change that, no matter what happens in your life. This, my friends, should give you an enormous source, an enormous amount of hope, knowing that no matter what happens in your life, you will never, ever, 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 and I'm going to say it one more time, ever lose your salvation. Now, look what he continues says in verse three. Now we live with great expectation. This is a living hope. We live with this living hope, this great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance. Is that not shouting noise for the church? We have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. It's pure, it's undefiled, and it's beyond reach of change or decay. Folks, you have a priceless inheritance. You know what it means to be kept? And reserved. Most people don't realize this, but you got to have a reservation to get into heaven. Did you know that? You got to make a reservation. You got to have a reservation to get into heaven. You just can't show up at the door and say, Let me in. You have to have a reservation to get to heaven. And you know how you make that reservation? Through Jesus Christ. He is the way, he's the truth, he's the life. He's He's not a way, He's not even the best way. He is the only way to the Father. He's the only way to heaven. And if you want to be have a resu- resident in heaven, you have to go through Jesus Christ. It is kept for you, reserved. Your place is reserved because of your faith in Jesus. He goes on and says it's pure. That Greek word literally means it's not fake. Your salvation in Jesus is not fake. It is genuine. It is pure. It's undefiled, he says, which literally means it can't be corrupted. It can't be corrupted. This says that our salvation cannot be corrupted, that once you've got it, you can't lose it. Salvation is eternal. It is the real deal. It is not fake. It can't be corrupted. It has security all around it, and you cannot lose it. He goes on and says, it's beyond the reach of decay which means this, if it's beyond anything that is decayed, what happens Just because it dies. He says, your salvation will never die. It's beyond the reach of decay. It will never die. So what is he saying here? Here's what he's saying, that God has already written the final chapter of your life, and here it is, you win. For every single person who've put their faith and trust in Jesus, you win. Folks, I don't know about you, but that brings me hope for tomorrow. Knowing that my eternal destination, my salvation is secured not only in Jesus' hand, but in the Father's hand. And that He loves me and He loves you and He treats us with mercy and with grace. Folks, that should bring hope no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what's happening in your family or your workplace or your finances or you've been furloughed or whatever it may be for you in this time that we're walking through this out with COVID. He loves you. Here's the fourth reason I want to share that you can have hope for tomorrow is this one, is that God's power will protect you. Have you thought about that? Like God's power will protect you. He will protect you. Why? Because you're His son, you're His daughter, and His power will protect you. Sometimes we're in situations, and let's just face it, we've all been there, it feels like a hopeless situation. Maybe you're going through a marriage problem right now and you've talked about getting divorced and maybe one wants to leave and you think this is hopeless. Maybe you've been furloughed. If you let go from, from the workplace and you may not have a job and you feel helpless. Maybe there's a situation and you feel powerless. Folks, listen to me. With Jesus, you have hope. He is our hope. No matter what you face, You can have hope knowing that Jesus is for you. He's with you. He's not against you. He's adopted you into the family and he's gonna help you walk through everything in your life. His power will protect you. That should bring us hope. That should bring you hope. Listen to what he says in verse five. And through your faith, please don't miss that. Not your works, not because you're good, but because of your faith. Your belief, your trust, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed the last day for all to see. That word protect means God is in his mighty power to guard you and to watch over you. Have you ever thought about that? God is watching over you? You know, have you ever thought about, and sometimes we think about that maybe when we lay down to sleep or as little kids, we we sing little songs, like, you know, like God is watching over you. Do you know that God is watching over you and nothing can come in your life without your heavenly Father's permission? Ever thought about that? Nothing can come into your life unless our heavenly Father has granted that with permission. Everything in your life, everything has been filtered through the Father. Every circumstance, every situation has been filtered through the Father and the Father has allowed it for His purpose. And we'll continue to walk this out why why that happens because in this world, He says, you will have trouble. It's been filtered through the Father's hand You will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. What is he saying? When it comes to your salvation, I'm going to protect your salvation. Listen, folks, you may lose your investments. You may lose your health. You may lose a loved one. You may even lose your mind, but you will never, ever, 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 ever lose the salvation that God has deposited within you. It is protected by his power, and that should bring you hope. No matter what we face, that should bring us hope. And the last reason that we can have hope for tomorrow from our passage is that God is preparing you and He's preparing me for eternity, for eternity. No one knows how long we will live. For some of it's really short. For some, there's a long life. But even if you're leaving 80, 90 years, that is not even, that is so not even remotely close to what eternity is going to be. And God is preparing you for eternity. And God uses everything in my life and everything in your life to prepare you for it. He uses the good. We love the good things. He uses the bad. We don't like the bad things. He even uses the ugly. He uses all those things to prepare us. For eternity, And when you understand this, things begin to make sense, and you'll stop saying, Lord, why is this happening to me? So listen to what Peter writes in verse 6. So be glad. There's wonderful joy ahead. Now, next week, we plan on kicking off a new series called Killjoy, and it talks about things that take the joy from your life, and we're going to talk about things that steal and rob joy from your life. Peter says here, there is wonderful joy ahead of you, Like, don't let these things rob you. We'll talk about that in the next series. Even though it, it what? The things you go through, the good, the bad, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while, these trials are only to test your faith, to show that it's strong, to show that it's pure. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. And your faith, not your works, not you showing up at church, Not you checking a box, not you serving, not you giving. Your faith is far more precious to God than any mere gold. So if your faith remains strong, and again, being tried by these fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. There's some things I wanna share with you about the trials and things and problems and goods and bad that comes into our life. He said, this is wonderful joy ahead of you that that these things are necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. I want you to listen to what he says. The things you go through in life, he said, are necessary. They're not optional. They've all been filtered through your Father's hand. Your heavenly Father knows everything that's come into your life and into my life. And he says, these trials, they're necessary. Why? We don't like these things, why? Because I'm testing your faith. I'm preparing you for eternity. Just like when the fire heats up gold, the hotter the fire gets, the imperfections come to the top. And as the imperfection comes to the top, it makes it pure and pure and pure. And I want to do that with your faith. So the trials, these things, The persecution, that's what Peter was facing, persecution, it's necessary. Why? And then he goes on and says, there are many. Maybe your translation says there are various trials, there are varied trials. What does that mean? There's big ones, there's little ones, there's intense ones, there's some small ones. They all matter to God. God wants to use everything in our life to make us more like his son, Jesus. But here's the good news. They're temporary. He said they must happen for a little while. They're temporary. And though we go through things in our life, here's the good news. They're temporary, which means they won't last long, which means you could have hope for tomorrow tomorrow which means God is gonna make you more and more like his son, Jesus. And that no matter what you face with Christ, he will be your strength. He will be your rock. He will be your refuge. He will be your hiding place. And in those moments, he makes us more and more like Jesus. So, when you're going through whatever circumstance or trial in your life, maybe it's with your marriage, maybe it's with your finances, maybe with parenting right now because your kids are at home and you're trying to figure out homeschool and all that stuff virtually and everything, I want to encourage you through the word. He says, Listen, I'm going to test your faith. He goes, These trials are here, he tells us, to test your faith, to make sure to show that it's strong. Wow, what does testing do? It makes you stronger. It's like thinking about working out in a muscle. The more intense you put on that muscle, the more it tears, but the more muscle fiber it builds, and it makes it stronger and stronger and stronger. He says, testing your faith is like building that muscle. I'm going to build that, that faith muscle in you. I'm going to build that faith muscle in you. So to do that, it has got to be some pressure. There's got to be some something heavy. There's got to be that burden. There's got to be something you're going to go through. Why? Because I'm making you stronger. I'm testing you. He goes on and says Your faith is being tested as fire tests because I want to purify gold. God wants to purify your motives. He wants to purify why you do what you do. It's a refining point in your life. He's working on your character, not your comfort. I don't know about you, but in my own life and just looking through the guys in the scripture and the girls through the scripture who God used greatly, it really wasn't about their comfort. It's about the character that God worked in their life. And God, you know, could change my circumstance. And God could change your circumstance. But what I found out, and through my own life, God doesn't change my circumstances, he changes me. Because, Daniel, I wanna do a work in you. I know you're praying for that circumstance, but I'm gonna change your perspective. I want you to see it through my eyes. And knowing that God is with me and for me, not against me, that brings me hope. And then he goes on and says, He's preparing you for rewards. And when you walk through this and you see that you're gonna be rewarded internally for the things you go through and how you respond out of them. So if your faith remains strong, he says, being trialed through fires, it will bring much praise and glory and honor. Think about that. Praise and glory and honor because of you. Withstanding the trial, he came through your life. Usually that's about Jesus. Praise, glory, and honor. But Peter says, you will get praised and you will get glory, and you will get honor. Why? Because you kept the faith, because you persevered to the end, because you had hope in the death and resurrection of your Lord and Savior, and it was your faith in Him that made you strong for you to have hope no matter what you face in this world, that you've overcome, as Jesus says, because I am an overcomer. So why do we have hope for tomorrow? Let's just recap real quick. I have hope because Jesus chose me before I chose him. That brings me hope. I have hope that no matter what mistakes or no matter what happens in your life, that Jesus is gonna show mercy and grace to you and to me. And I hope that no matter what I lose in life, I cannot lose my salvation. That brings me hope. I have hope that God is protecting me with his mighty power and he's gonna make sure that I get there because my salvation goes past the grave. It will never, ever decay. And my hope is in God because He is preparing me right now for eternity. Everything I go through in life prepares me one step for eternity. So my question to you today is what are you putting your hope in? What are you putting your faith in? Where does your hope lie? Does it lie in your bank account? Does it rely on your accolades? Does it... Rely on the degrees that you may hang in, in your office. What do you put your hope in when things seem hopeless? I love this verse. It's a very famous verse and you usually see it and really post it all over the place. Not just Christian bookstores or homes. You can see this in, in buildings you go, in public buildings you go. And, and here's the statement, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. When they put their hope where? In the Lord. And when you put your hope in the Lord, you will renew your strength. You will soar on wings like eagles. You will run, but you won't grow weary. You'll walk, but you won't faint. Why? Because He is your rock and He is your strength. I'm gonna ask you just for a moment if you're able to, maybe some of you are driving and listen to this, so obviously don't close your eyes. But if you could just for a moment bow your heads, just for a moment. And I want to ask yourself to think just for a moment, in, in just inside, introspect here, just what are you putting your hope in? What is your hope placed in? And I'm going to pray the Lord would just, Nudge at your heart to realize that, to re-encourage you to always keep your eyes on Jesus and place your hope in Him. To redirect your heart and your eyes to say, hey, come on, you've been putting your faith and hope over here, but no, your hope is in me. No matter what you walk and go through in life, your hope's in me. Or maybe you're sitting there and you realize, I've never put my hope at all in Jesus. And right now, as best as you know, the Lord's been tugging at your heart and you realize you need to put your hope and faith in Him. And if that's you, I'm gonna invite you to pray with me. Now, saying a prayer is not what saves you, but your lips can proclaim what your heart declares. No matter if you're sitting on a sofa with your family, you're driving down the road, listen to this, working out at a gym, doesn't matter. The Lord brought you to this, He brought you to this moment right now for this. If you've never put your faith and trust in him, would you do it right now? All you need to do is cry out and say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you came for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe you got up out of the grave for me. And as best as I know how, I put my faith in you. I put my hope in you. So please forgive me of all my sin and help me follow you for the rest of my life. I want everybody to look back up at me. If that was you, we want to know. Our hosts are going to share with you a number that you can text to let us know. So we just want to know so we can pray for you and help you in any way we can as you take your next steps in following Jesus. But I will tell you this. If you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, the Bible is very clear on your next step. Your next step is to take a step of faith and baptism. In fact, I wanna show you something just in a moment what happened. We had a baptism at the lake, and I obviously know because of everything that's going on, not everyone could be there. And I was so thankful for everyone who came forward and got baptized, and this one lady, she says, I want you to know I drove all the way from Dayton, Ohio, just to be baptized at Cave Run Lake. And so as you sit there with your family, and maybe for you, you've given your life to Jesus, And maybe you never took the step in baptism. It's time. We want to know. Let us know. And we'll do everything in our power for you to take that next step to be baptized. I want you to take a look at this video.
1: Wasn't it a beautiful, beautiful video, Brandon?
2: Man, absolutely amazing.
1: I mean, eight baptisms there at Cave Run Lake during this time. I think it's just what's so important to recognize that God is still moving. Yeah. That God is still changing lives, even though it looks completely different and church looks completely different. We can never underestimate the power of God in people's lives.
2: I know. I mean, and what she said, it's just beautiful. Yeah. To just see that representation of uh, I was once dead And now I live and just, uh, it's just beautiful. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So Brandon, another incredible message from Pastor Daniel and just another challenging message. Brandon, what was your biggest takeaway from the message?
2: I I guess just just that hope as a whole, just that um, knowing that what I've done is not who I am. My past does not define me and that um, hope isn't just these things that we put into, but hope is a person and his name is Jesus. And that uh, I may not know uh, what tomorrow may bring. I may not know the future, but I do know the one who holds my tomorrow. I know the one who holds my future and uh, his name is Jesus. And man, it's just so powerful, just that hope. As a whole.
1: Absolutely. You know, I was looking up some definitions of hope, and one of them is to trust. Mm. So you believe, and that's one of the values here is hope, and yeah. that we believe that the best is yet to come. And one of the most beautiful things, and one of the reasons that we we believe in this hope so much is because you can look back at your past and you can see where God has already moved and, and things that He has already done. He we we have hope because God has already been moving so many times in our lives, mm-hmm. and we believe that the best is yet to come. We believe that God yeah. is going to move again yeah. through whatever situation that you're going through.
2: Oh, sure, so I mean, it's, it's so just beautiful. So
1: <laughs> hope is such a powerful word. No. We truly believe that the best is yet to come. And I want to encourage you, if that was you today and you took that next step and you received the truest form of hope that this world has ever had to offer, and that is Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We just wanna encourage you to text SAVED to 606-268-9436. We wanna celebrate with you and we wanna help you uh, in taking that next step in baptism. And I hope that we get to do that again very, very soon.
2: That's right. And man, we just saw those people, like you said, just take that next step in baptism. And we believe that your journey with Jesus, your walk with God is just a series of next steps one after another. And like Aaron talked about, maybe today was your day and you took that very first step of salvation. We believe that there are even more steps for you. Or maybe you've been following Jesus for years now. We still believe that there's a next step for you on this journey with Jesus as we grow closer to him together. So if you're curious about what your next step may be, what it looks like, I encourage you to go to betterlife.church slash next steps, and we would love to help you on your journey with Jesus.
1: Absolutely. And if you would like to support Better Life Church financially, you can go to betterlife.church slash give now. And there are a multitude of ways that you can give. You can give online, you can give through the app, and you can also still mail in your tithe. And uh, and just a great way to just support what this church has been doing throughout this region, just helping to change lives, even in this COVID season. It's unreal the amount of opportunities and the amount of people that we have been able to bless throughout this time through your faithful generosity. Fantastic. But, Brandon, let me tell you, man, it has been a blast it's hosting a with lot of you fun, uh, today. And I mean, just appreciate you so much and what all God's doing in your yeah. life. But uh, we're so happy that you joined us today. But, yeah. Brandon, it's been a lot of fun. Hasn't it been?
2: has been. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you all so much for joining us here today. Like we talked about with that hope, we truly believe that the best is yet to come. We believe it here in this church, we believe it here in your life. And, man, we want to encourage you join us back here. In next week as we start a brand new series called Killjoys. We are super excited to see what God is going to continue to do in and through the church and in and through you. But we'll see you all next week.